Uh, I'm excited for week two of this series summer playlist that we're in. We're basically taking songs uh, from our current generation, songs from maybe the last 50, 60 years, okay, and we're relating them back to psalms, which are basically songs that were written thousands of years ago, mostly by King David, okay? So if you go to your psalms, it looks like, it looks kind of different when you read that in your Bible. It kind of like the lines are split up, and that's because it's, it's meant to be read and to be sung in a specific way. They're actually songs that were written out. Some of them are poems, they're poetry. It's just beautiful, beautiful things. And you can relate a lot of stuff back uh, to what King David was feeling. And in the book of Psalms, is really full of emotions, right? And the whole Bible is. I mean, what is the Bible? It's really just a collection of stories of imperfect people with their imperfect emotions and feelings and struggles trying to chase after a perfect God and how he relates back to them. That's really all the Bible is, is this massive love story of, uh, between God and his people. And a lot of the emotions and things that you struggle with and things that we deal with on a regular basis, listen, they struggled with too. I think you read of the Bible a lot of times and we think that these dudes were superheroes and these ladies were superheroes. But really when you get into the stories, when you start to read it in a way of like, okay, can you put myself into this situation? Put myself and see how I would be feeling in this situation. You really start to see, hey, they're a lot like me. They're all very similar to me. We have some of the same emotions and feelings. And so that's what we're doing is we're looking at these emotions and, and things that we see in the Psalms. And last week we talked about joy. How can you have joy in the midst of crazy things that are going on in your life. Is it possible to have joy? We talked about how joy is not happiness on steroids, right? Come on, it is not the same thing. It is a completely different thing. And I related it to no matter what's going on on the outside in the weather that's going on outside, okay, uh, that's kind of like happiness, all right? When, when, when the uh, weather is bad outside and you, you come inside, okay, because you're not going to enjoy that day. If it's a beautiful sunny day, it's amazing, then you're going to go outside. It's going to be great. When it's gone, it's gone right? But when you come inside, the temperature is always consistent. It's always the same. And that's how joy is, is when no matter what's going on outside, if it's raining, hailing, storming, nighttime, whatever it might be, it's always consistent on the inside. And that's the joy of the Lord that gives you strength. And today we're talking about sadness, what to do when you do feel sad. But then the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about some different emotions. And I'm really excited to get into this. But let's go ahead and read uh, the passage that we have today. It's in Psalm 142. 1 through 4. If you want to turn there, Psalm 142, 1 through 4, it'll also be up on the screen for you. And it says, a masculine of David when he was in the cave. A prayer is what it says. And let's read this together. I cry out loud to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out before him my complaints. He's complaining, y'all. Before him I tell my trouble. When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who watch over my way. In the path where I walk, people have hidden a snare for me. Look and see, there is no one at my right hand. No one is concerned for me. Read it that way, right? No one's here. No one's concerned for me. I have no refuge, and no one cares for my life. Ain't nobody there for David.
memories is, is kind of a, a, a song that I want to look at that's a response that you might have to the sadness that you feel in your life. Have you ever felt like David before? Like nobody cares for me. Ain't nobody looking out for me. Maybe you're lonely. Maybe you've lost a family member. Maybe you've lost a job and you got some stuff that's going on in your life. You ever felt like I have nowhere to turn? I don't know where to go. And what do you do when you feel sad? Where do you turn? So we're going to look at a couple of songs. The first one is this one, Memories by Maroon 5. We'll have another song here in a little bit. And then we're going to look to David and the song that he wrote and see how he responded to the sadness that he felt in his life. But uh, the, the first point I have for you today is uh, everybody hurts sometimes. Everybody hurts someday. A.A. I put that in there. If you know the song, uh, he was about to say that, I think, right after that. So, but in, uh, in Memories by Maroon 5, he sings about when this pain was unknown, and that's why I wanted to go through that kind of like first part of the first verse. He says, there's a time that I remember when I did not know no pain, <laughs> when I bullied in forever and everything would stay the same. He says that right there. Everything stay the same. I remember when I wasn't feeling any pain. Everything was good in my life, right? I remember, but now things are obviously not so great. But wouldn't it be great if everything was always wonderful? Come on now. It was just like every single day of your life, everything went your way, right? It would just be, that would be so much better, wouldn't it? It would just be a great, great life. You have no problems. Your life was like perpetually the end of any chick flick movie ever, okay? Like you're married to the hot person with a beautiful big house. You got two kids and a dog that never barks, okay? You know what I mean? Like it's just like the perfect fairy tale ending to your life every single day, okay? But I'm sure David was remembering the good times. You know, David, he, he, he had some, some pretty good times before he was anointed the king over Israel. I mean, he was a shepherd. He was probably just chilling, living his life, hanging out with his friends. You got to put yourself into the situation, right? See how you would feel. David is, is he's obviously in a cave when he writes this, and I'll tell you about that in a second, but, but he remembers probably way back too when he didn't feel any pain. He was just a shepherd with his sheep, living his life, hanging out with his friends, probably having a good time as a young man, uh, uh, doing the things that young men do, just hanging out, you know, no responsibility, anything like that. I remember that was such a great, great time. Not a care in the world. But then God calls him to be the next king over Israel, and he gets anointed as the next king over Israel. And then you would think, what would his response be? Oh, my goodness, I get to be the king? This is dope. This is amazing. I'm so pumped. I get to be the king over anything. That's awesome. You know, he's a, a, a teenager at this point, y'all. He's not like some 30-year-old man when he gets anointed. Uh, the scholars believe he was anywhere probably 15 to 25. I mean, the, the kid was young when he gets anointed to be the king over Israel. And so he gets anointed, and he's probably thinking, like, this is amazing. This is awesome. That would be our natural response, right? This is going to be awesome, except it wasn't. Everything got more difficult. Everything got harder after that. He had it so easy before, but Saul was the current king of Israel. Okay, Saul was the king. And uh, I don't know about you, but if you were the king of something, and then uh, somebody else was like, hey, by the way, uh, this little teenage punk is going to be taking your job today, <laughs> that's not really the best thing that I would want to hear if I was the king, all right? He was not too thrilled about this. He was not happy David was going to be taking his job. And so everything gets more difficult for David because uh, he, Saul tries to kill David. He escapes. And then scholars believe anywhere from five to ten years, David was on the run from Saul. 
okay? Saul and his goons were trying to kill him for many, many years. David's on the run, and that's actually why he's in this cave when he is writing this right now. No one cares for me. I'm alone by myself. God, where are you at? What's going on? I don't feel great right now. I'm taking my complaints before you, Lord. Come on, I thought I was anointed the king. What's going on here? He's very upset. He lives as a wanderer, a nomad, living in these caves. And, and this psalm was, of course, one of the many psalms that he wrote while he was hiding out in these caves. And I think he's upset, and rightly so. I mean, this guy's trying to kill him. And it's not like the, you know, the U.S., okay? It's not like you know, the, the president or something like that uh, is, is coming after you and trying to kill you. No, it's a much smaller region, a very, very small region. This would be like the greater Austin area, okay, maybe a little bit larger than that, and David is having to run around all up in this area, and David, and imagine a king and his army trying to find you and kill you, okay? Just think about that. That's terrifying. Anywhere you turn, there could be somebody around the corner. That's why he says, everywhere I go, there's a snare set before me. That, a snare is a trap. There's somebody always around. He's probably paranoid, you know? Everywhere he goes, he's upset, thinking like, ah, oh, somebody's out for me. Somebody's, you know, people probably thinking, David, you're kind of you're nuts, dude, you know? Like, you're thinking everybody's after you. But no, they actually were, okay? They really were after him. And uh, so how does he respond to this sadness that he feels? Feeling alone, feeling like nobody cares for him. Well, this is how Maroon 5 response to the sadness, okay? In this song, uh, he says this, everybody hurts sometimes, everybody hurts someday, but everything gonna be all right. We're gonna raise a glass and say, all right? Like, here, just cheers, you know? Like, we're just gonna drown out all of our sorrows with alcohol, okay? That's literally the, the response that they have to the sorrow and the sadness in their life. And this is the, this is the general idea of this song is that you can, you can drown out the sadness and just try to remember the good times, you know, like we'll remember the good times, the memories that we've had, but we're going through some, some bad stuff and I'm just going to drown everything out with alcohol and with partying, with friends and distractions and all this. And isn't that so much like us? That we would use the things of this world and use things like alcohol and, and, and maybe even more extreme ways. Some people might use drugs or maybe not something as extreme, but you might turn to social media when you're down and upset about something. You might try to distract yourself with the endless amount of scrolling that we do on social media. Come on. You might turn to food. Now, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I struggle with this one, okay? When I'm having a bad day, where's the first place I'm trying to go? That is Whataburger, okay? Like, everybody knows that about me. I'm trying to get some Whataburger. I get a double meat. If I'm feeling really, really bad, you know, I'm putting some bacon on it, too. You know what I mean? Like, Lord, help me. That's something I struggle with. I'm serious. I really, really, I know it's, it's funny, but I really do struggle with that. That's something that I turn to, and I have to know that about myself to say, hey, am I turning to this to help me to feel better, or am I turning to Jesus? I, I have a problem with that. Some people, you might try to stay busy, just distract yourself with things in your life and, and with friends or whatever. You might turn to somebody, turn to a friend when you're going through something. But the one thing that Maroon 5 does get right, I think, in this song is that Everybody hurts sometimes. Everybody hurts someday. AA. Come on. We all gonna face some troubles. Jesus even said that, right? He said, In this life you will face trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. But Pastor Trevor, I thought you said last week that we were supposed to have this joy. Okay, and it's like this joy that, that we're always going to have and nothing can like shake me and all this stuff. And then a few weeks ago, didn't you talk about anxiety and worrying and how like, you know, we're, we don't have to worry about anything, but you know, like take everything to God and we should be okay. Like, am I just never allowed to be sad as a Christian? 
Am I never allowed to worry about anything as a Christian? Like, do I have to have this, uh, this such a high standard where I just have to pretend like I'm good all the time? Like, maybe even if I'm not. And I think this next song will illustrate this point perfectly. Go ahead. song and he says ain't got no place to lay your head somebody came and took your bed don't worry be happy landlords say your rent is late he may have to litigate don't worry be happy be happy and I think many times this is how we feel inside and 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 I think this is what so many of us look like go ahead and put up this picture of this boat right here uh we have a picture of a boat (laughs) and This, you obviously got some worries, okay? You got a problem. You are sinking here. This boat says, oh, we got no worries. Everything's A-OK, right? You know, like, I just think this is such a funny thing when you look at this. But this is what we look like when we pretend that everything is OK when really everything is not OK. But people in the church, this is what we do. This is what we do when you come in on Sunday morning. What is it that happens on Sunday morning? You walk in. Everybody say, hey, how you doing? Blessed and highly favored. Feeling great. Thank you. Like, God bless you. You know, you walk through and you shake people's hands and you say, you know, I'm doing great. And I understand you can't always be 100% honest with everybody all the time. Okay. Like you walk in, hey, how you doing today? Welcome to Radical Church. I'm terrible. Feeling horrible. You know, like my life stinks. You know, obviously you can't just run around doing that. Does that just be awkward? I understand that. But listen, there has to be some level of realness that we can have with somebody in our lives to be able to walk into the church and to be able to talk to somebody and be real and say, hey, you know, like I'm having some struggles. Like David, he takes his complaint to the Lord, okay? He says, I am complaining. He is very upfront about the fact that he is complaining. He wrote it into the song. Uh, and, and this is the problem. You see this boat right here. We want to act like we have it all together when we walk in here. And it can be tempting because we all want to appear that we're unaffected by things that are going on. Because of that sermon last week, you know, and you, you see the verse about, uh, you know, don't worry about anything, but take everything to the Lord but in prayer and supplication. He's going to give you everything you need. Everything's going to be all right. Uh, and how many times do you, you know, you feel this within you that you can't necessarily be real. And, and sometimes it feels like that the church and people around the church, and uh, they, just, they just have this expectation that you just need to be okay. And, oh, you got something going on? Just, just talk to God about it. Just pray about it. Just pray about it. You're like, God, God will take care of that. You won't feel that anymore. It's going to be okay. It's, it's fine. Just pray about it. And then they just kind of dismiss it like there ain't actually anything really going on in your life. You know what I'm talking about? I have some real stuff that's going on in my life, and I really need somebody to just be there and sit with me, hang out with me, talk to me about it. Yes, we want to take things to God, but we don't necessarily have to deny the existence of our pain. You say, you're like, well, well, no, no, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And a lot of times people will say, okay, cool. And they'll just take, you, take your word for it. 
But really, I, I think what I want us to do as a church is when somebody says, no, no, I'm okay, and say, no, 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 you're not. Look at you. You are sinking. You are falling into the water right now. No, I know that there's something going on in your life. You don't have to pretend like everything's okay when you walk into these doors. You don't have to pretend like everything's okay in this relationship and in this friendship that we have together. We're the body of Christ. We stick together. We go through life together. Life is better together when it's done with people that love Jesus and that understand and love you. Iron sharpens iron, people. Listen, we are here for one another. Can I get an amen this morning? We are here for each other. No, I'm okay. No, you're not you're sinking the beauty of the psalms is that david never hides his sadness from us i mean he lays it out for everyone to see i mean these are songs and poems that got sung uh, all throughout israel these are things that they would sing uh, in times of joy and in times of sadness they would pull out these different songs and sing them at different times he says i'm upset this stinks i feel like no one's here for me right now i'm complaining i'm on the run everywhere i go someone is after me i'm lonely and i'm tired. So I want to encourage you with this right here. It's not a sin to feel sad, okay? If you're going through something in your life, it's not a sin to feel sadness. It's not a sin to be going through something in your life. Don't ever feel this expectation that you have to always have things together because I'm a believer in Jesus and I should be joyful all the time. I don't understand why I'm not. And you have this self, you know, uh, this self-condemnation that we put on ourselves. And a lot of times it comes from the church people and whether it's, it's, you know, on purpose or not, but many times it's just within us. I've felt that many times in my life where I'm like, I shouldn't feel like this right now. And I, and I guilt myself and I have all this condemnation and this shame over myself for feeling bad or for feeling sad or for feeling lonely. And then I feel like I have no one to turn to. I have no one to talk to because I can't be real with anybody. Anybody ever felt like that before? You know what I'm talking about. Imagine this is how David probably feels too. Very similar to something that you and I might have ever felt. It's not a sin to feel sad, but I want to encourage you with this. How you respond to your sadness in the present will determine the direction of your future. How you respond to your sadness in the present will determine the direction of your future. Do you turn to food? Do you turn to alcohol? Do you turn to drugs? Do you turn to pornography? Do you turn to distractions, to working out? The things that we turn to when we're upset don't even necessarily have to be destructive to be wrong either. Do you turn to church? When you're upset? But listen, not necessarily in the way that, that we need to. You know, you can come to church as a way to feel better about what's going on in your life, but never make a true connection to God himself, who is the person that will actually be able to help and comfort you in your time of need. A lot of people are addicted to church because they get a high off of it. And let me tell you, a worship song will only give you comfort for about four and a half to five minutes. And if it's a Bethel song, eight and a half minutes. Now sing it again and again. My messages will only give you comfort for about 45 minutes of hope and peace and love. This great message about Jesus, I hope anyway. And if you're lucky, it's only 35 minutes that Sunday, you know? It's like, oh, I didn't want 45 minutes of comfort. I only needed 35, Pastor Trevor. Goodness gracious. But let me tell you, the comfort that comes from a thriving relationship with Jesus, that's what will last you a lifetime. In the middle of your sadness, in the middle of the problems that you have, in the difficult parts of your life, listen, don't come to church as the way to get a high and to feel good about your life so that you can make it through the rest of your week. No, 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 no. That's not how we do church. That's not why we do church. We do church and we come together as an overflow of the joy that we have for knowing that God is by our side even in the midst of every issue that we do have. And if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling down, come to church because I believe that God is going to help comfort you in that moment. But listen, don't let church become an idol for you. 
the same way as food, pornography, drugs, or anything else could become an idol for you, and you try to find comfort in that. Listen, we find our comfort in Jesus. We find our comfort in community with one another. And listen, the last point that I have for you today is you are my refuge. I want to say this together. Let's say, you are my refuge. We've seen two different responses so far. If I can have Sadie come on back up. We've seen two different responses to pain from two different songs so far today. We've seen the first one by Maroon 5, Memories, which is their response is to drink away the pain, or to turn to those temporary comforts of the world to make themselves feel better about what's going on, try to remember the good times and forget the bad, you know? And then the second one is kind of the response of, of the church people sometimes, which is just don't worry, hey, just be happy, all right? Like God's, God's on your side. It's going to be all right, you know? And then we just kind of ignore the pain. God doesn't want you to deny the existence of your pain. He just wants you to turn to him in the midst of it. That's what God wants you to do. He doesn't want you to de deny the existence of your pain. He wants you to turn to him in the midst of it. So let's see what David has to say in the second half of Psalm 142. It's very short. It's only seven verses. But we read the first part. Now let's read the second part and see what he says. I cry to you, Lord. I say, you are my refuge. There it is. My portion in the land of the living. Listen to my cry, for I am in desperate need. Rescue me from those who pursue me, for they are too strong for me. Set me free from my prison that I may praise your name. Then the righteous will gather about me because of your goodness. And the key here is in verse 5 when it says, I cry out to who? You, because you are my refuge. Let me encourage you today that God is your refuge. In your times of sadness, he is your shoulder to cry on. He is the one that you can go to that will always be by your side, that will always listen, even when the church people fail, even when I fail, when your family fails, when everything around your life seems to be falling apart. God is always on your side. I'm going to say this again because I just want to remind us that God doesn't want you to de deny the existence of your pain. He wants you to turn to him in the midst of it. He is our refuge. He is our strength in our time of need. In Psalm 23, 4, it says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. God is with you this morning. He is here in this place today. Could I have everybody stand up in this place today if you know that God is with you? Psalm 34, 17 through 20. I want to read this to you. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all of their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. What I want to do, hey, Tim, could we sing How Great Is Our God again a little bit? Man, I was just feeling that this morning. Woo. We'll do that here in a second. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. He is near when you are brokenhearted. That's an amazing promise that you can hold on to, amen? 
no matter what you're feeling in this moment, I don't know what you guys have gone through over the last week or over the last month or last year, okay? But I do know that there's some people in here today that are, are sad and they're down and maybe they've lost somebody that's important to them. Maybe you have lost your job and, 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 you know, or, or just finances are tight and you're worried about that and you're upset. Maybe your relationship with your kids or your parents or whatever it might be, your spouse is not where you were hoping it would be at this point. You're struggling with that. Maybe you're struggling even in your relationship with God and, and you have many questions and you're sad. And maybe you're doing that self-condemnation thing and that, 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 that uh, self-injury that you're saying, you know what, I shouldn't feel like this. I shouldn't be like this. Listen, I just want to encourage you that God is with you in the midst of that. He is near to the broken hearted. And when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all of their troubles. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. You're going to have problems, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He is your deliver, deliverer. He is your strength. He is your help and your time of need. Come on, is there anybody that's grateful for Jesus being right by your side through the midst of everything that you go through? Listen, I'm telling you, how are you dealing with the pain of loss? How are you dealing with these things? Are you turning to earthly things? Are you trying to ignore them? Are you trying to just be happy because you feel bad and you think that you should, and this is how church people should be, or are you going to be like David and just be honest with God and take your complaints to him? Say, this, God, this is how I feel. I'm having a hard time right now. We can be honest with each other too, right? We can do that. That's what we're supposed to be able to do is be honest with one another. So what I want to do is I just want to take a second and I want to go ahead and have a few people come up uh, for prayer. So Michelle and Emery um, and a few other people, Jessica, come on up here. Anybody else that would want to pray at the front. I know you guys definitely want to pray with some people. Come on. And if you have something that's going on in your life, Quentin, come on, my man, yeah. If you have something going on in your life and you're just sad and you're down, something is just really upsetting you right now and you just need to be honest and you just need to get off your chest and you just need the Lord to comfort you in this moment, I want to just offer this to you today. I want to offer you a chance to lift it up to the Lord, to offer your complaints up to God today, okay? We can be real with him. And we can do that with one of these prayer partners that are here at the front. And for the rest of you, maybe you're feeling great and life is awesome. Well, you know what? Good for you. But there's going to be a time when you're going to be in the same position that some of these other people are in. But at the end of the day, we all have the hope that's in Jesus. Amen. And I want to encourage you with this. Maybe you're in this place today and you've never given your life to Jesus. And you haven't been in church in a long time or... You've never been to church before. This is your first time. Woo, Lord help you. That's amazing. I just want to offer you the opportunity to pray with one of these people as well, to give your heart to him and to give your life to him. That you can know that no matter what sadness or grief or loss that you ever go through, Jesus is there with you right through it all. And he's right by your side. And he loves you so much and he has a plan for you. He died on the cross for your sins so that we could have a life abundant with him and a life eternal with God forever. Listen, this life that we have is temporary. But there's an eternal life that God offers to each and every one of us. If you would accept him and believe in the name of Jesus today that he died for you, for your sins 
sins and for mine that we could be set free. Listen, he offers this abundant life to you that you can have that joy and you can have that, that, that amazing peace that we talked about a few weeks ago. And then also even in the midst of the sadness that you feel, you will know that he is near to you because if you're brokenhearted, God says, hey, I'm right next to you. So if you need prayer today, I just want you to raise your hand. If that's you, say, hey, I'm sad or I got something going on in my life. I just, I just need prayer. I, I just need to lift this thing up to Jesus today. Would you lift your hand? I see you right here. Is there anybody else that just say, hey, I just need some prayer today. I, I, I got some stuff going on in my life. Okay, all right, all right. I see you. Hey, listen, what I wanna do is encourage anybody that needs prayer for any need to come on up to the front. And if you wanna give your life to Jesus, these people right here will help you and pray with you. And I just want us to go out and sing this song a couple of times and just sing of how great God is. Can we do If you're struggling with something internally or, or whatever it might be, we've talked about a few different things that you could be going through, but, but you know, God knows what you're going through. He knows what's in your heart. I don't know if you know that or not, but God knows the pain and the struggles that you have. 
within you. But God wants to invite you to say, hey, would you have a conversation with me about this? And maybe you didn't come up today, but you know that there's something within you that you're just feeling down about. I just wanna encourage you, would you take that to God at some point today? Take that to Him, just you in your own time. Tonight, uh, before you go to sleep, don't, don't let your head hit that pillow before you take whatever's going on in your life to Jesus because He will comfort you in your time of need. Listen, we don't need to go to the things of the world for comfort. We don't need to ignore the problems that we have, but listen, we take them to Jesus, we take them to one another, and I believe that God's gonna help you through that sadness. He's gonna give you a joy and a new life. That's just gonna be an amazing, amazing thing. So let me pray for you just a blessing as we leave today. God, I thank you so much for every person that's in this place today. I thank you that no matter what we go through, Lord, that you are with us. We walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We can fear no evil for you are with us. God, you're near to the brokenhearted. We stand on these promises that are in your word today, Father. We know that you're faithful, that you never lie, that you never go back on your word, that your word is true and it is always true. And so, God, we stand on those promises, believing that no matter what we go through in this life, no matter what each and every one of these people have going on today, that you're there with them. If only they would just call out to you. And God, I pray if there's anybody here today that needs to give their life back to you, that needs to get right with you, Father, I pray that you would just encounter them here in this moment, encounter them later on today in prayer. Lord, I pray that you would just do something mighty in their lives. God, thank you for what you're doing in our church. Thank you for this worship night that we had last night where, where chains were broken off, where people were able to find freedom, Lord, in, in worship and in praise. And Father, thank you last week for the 10 people that got baptized, that went public with their faith, that have a story, and that are, that are trusting you with their lives, God. We celebrate these things, but Lord, we know that there's still some problems that we have. There's still some things going on, and Lord, we just need a reminder that you are our refuge, and you are our strength. So be that refuge for us today, Father. Be that refuge for each and every one of them. Would you bless them? Would you keep them, Lord? Would you make your face to shine upon them? Give them peace in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen, amen. Hey, would you give it up for Jesus one more time today?